This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Dan Rohde, Vice President for Policy and Government Relations at the American Health Information Management Association. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Thank you, Howard. Please briefly describe, for people who may not be familiar with AHIMA, uh, its mission and your role at the association. Okay, thank you. Um, AHIMA is a nonprofit, uh, personal uh, or professional uh, health association. We have about 40, uh, 54 to 55,000 members across the United States working in uh, various provider settings, insurance and uh, health plans, uh, government agencies, just about any area where there is health information. Essentially, the mission is uh, to advance best practices and standards in health information management, and uh, the association itself uh, wishes to be a trusted source for education, research, and professional credentialing. We have uh, essentially four points that we uh, require of our members. One is the public's right to accurate and confidential personal health information. Uh, second is the innovation and in leadership in advancing health information practices and standards adherence to our code of ethics and uh, advocacy and interdisciplinary uh, collaboration with other professional organizations to forward our goals and those of the nation in electronic health records and health information exchange. And your role with the association is primarily what? Uh, my role is uh, Vice President of Policy and Government Relations. Uh, we work with federal agencies, with the United States Congress, and with some of the standards bodies, uh, especially standards bodies associated with uh, classifications and terminology. Okay. What advice would you give hospitals on how to prepare for complying with the new data breach notification rule, which the federal government will begin to enforce in February? What, what are a few things that should be on everyone's checklist? Well, I think, Howard, uh, one of them is, is obvious. Uh, there has to be a retraining of uh, the workforce associated with these organizations. And workforce uh, under the HIPAA terms is a broad topic that would include uh, volunteers that work in the institution, uh, physicians who work there but may not be employed by the organization, as well as all the employees. Now, there's supposed to be a ongoing training process uh, under HIPAA, but uh, we know that that has not been as active, maybe we should say, in some organizations as opposed to others over the last few years. This is the time to bring folks back together, not only to reiterate uh, the HIPAA uh, changes that have come about uh, in the last few years, and especially through the high-tech legislation, but also then to review specifically the, the breach requirements and the breach notification. Uh, we look at breach notification and believe that a big part of this is alerting staff to what it is and how to prevent it. And if we can prevent uh, these breaches, then the notification is a moot point. So we think it's, it's important to do that as well as to have a plan in place that employees understand uh, will go into effect if a breach should occur so that there's no question that the organization has taken care of any uh, mishap that may have happened. Uh, associated with that, then, is actually putting that plan into place. Uh, who will be uh, involved in any uh, breach uh, situation? What kind of a 
uh, approach will the institution take to doing an analysis or a risk assessment uh, of the particular incident and then what steps will be taken within the organization and with any associated uh, business associates that may be involved in a particular situation uh, to resolve the issue and make sure that uh, consumers are protected and that the letter of the law is, uh, is put in place. There's also, of course, the need to uh, reiterate with business associates uh, what the expectations are uh, by the contractor, if you will, the covered entity, uh, of the business associate and specifics uh, laid out uh, between the two organizations so that there's no uh, misunderstanding of what is to happen and when it is to happen. Uh, we're concerned that uh, while the high-tech legislation uh, will be uh, on various business associates come February, uh, at the same time, these are the kinds of details that need to be worked out between the two organizations. And we've actually posted a number of to-dos and other uh, hints on our website uh, so that folks can look at some of those uh, activities. We've also included a template for a, uh, a letter that could be used for a, a breach notification if necessary. Do you think that most uh, business associates of hospitals are aware of these uh, new breach notification requirements and are, are preparing to comply? I have my doubts. Uh haven't done a survey. I've seen a few uh, that would suggest that the answer is no, they haven't. Uh, and I expect that those that have most likely are working with the institutions, hospitals, clinics that uh, have taken the steps I just mentioned and have gone to them and said, okay, what are your plans and what are you going to do? Um, there's been, uh, I would have to say, real mixed uh, publicity or education about this. Uh, there certainly was a lot when the regulations came out in August uh, and some in, in September as the implementation dates were met, but there really hasn't been, from my observation, a lot of ongoing uh, stories or information going out to these business associates. We know in talking with our members that many uh, hospitals have uh, 50, 60, 70 different business associate agreements. If the hospital hasn't taken the steps to notify those business associates, then I expect that uh, they may not be on the ball. Uh, and many of them, of course, uh, may have gotten something from the hospital back when the original business associate agreements came into place in the mid uh, decade, but uh, since that time, they've probably not had much of an experience with it. So, Under the breach notification rule, organizations that encrypt patient data don't have to report a breach because the data is assumed to be secure and unreadable. So is AHIMA encouraging its members to take a closer look at encryption? Absolutely. We think that it's a simple way to approach it. We think that uh, more education needs to be done in this area. Uh, it sounds like a very uh, difficult task, and yet many of the softwares utilized by healthcare uh, providers and payers and others uh, has the capability of encryption. It's just that people don't know how to use it. Uh, on December 30th, the federal government issued proposed initial standards, implementation specifications, 
and certification criteria, that's a mouthful, for electronic <laughs> health records as part of the EHR incentive uh, effort under the uh, Economic Stimulus Program. To get uh, federal incentive payments, hospitals and physicians must use certified record software. Uh, the proposed certification criteria for that software requires EHRs to meet the existing HIPAA security rules, but the criteria also specifically require that certified EHR software must include specific encryption capability. Um, do you have a feel for whether most electronic records applications on the market include encryption now? Or? I'm going to say mixed on that one, Howard. Uh, there's just so many products out there. Uh, I have not seen any kind of a ranking to say uh, X uh, out of Y have uh, implemented the uh, encryption requirements that would suffice for HIPAA. Uh, certainly the uh, criteria and the evaluations that have been done by the uh, CCHIT have had a security requirement uh, for at least a couple years now coming out of the old AHIC uh, committee. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of software out there that is yet to be reviewed. And, of course, I expect that uh, as soon as vendors feel comfortable moving forward, based on the uh, notice of proposed rulemaking and certification that you mentioned, uh, we'll start to see more of those products available. Hopefully that will mean that providers that don't have the product will uh, move up to a new version that does. Uh, but again, I think part of this is an education piece. The question may be, uh, are vendors uh, taking the time uh, to work with providers and show them how to use encryption or how this, they might be able to meet uh, the HIPAA requirements. And, and uh, one of the issues I know that we've been very concerned with in uh, the whole implementation of electronic health records is providing the hands-on uh, implementation assistance to uh, individual practitioners and organizations to implement their EHRs and do it properly. And it it's really something that uh, we're glad to see uh, has received some attention in the High Tech Act, but uh, a lot more needs to be done so that folks aren't just buying the technology, taking it out of a box, but not utilizing it correctly. And uh, you know, the whole term meaningful use doesn't get down to the nitty-gritty of are you using your encryption software correctly, but quite frankly, that really needs to be something that... Uh, practitioners and, and organizations need to take on. Also on December 30th, the government issued proposed meaningful use criteria you were alluding to, describing in really great detail how hospitals and physicians can qualify for incentive payments from Medicare and Medicaid for actually using electronic health records. The proposal states that to qualify for Stage 1, or the first round of incentive payments, hospitals and physicians need to, quote, conduct or review a security risk analysis of certified EHR technology. Can you please help explain what you think that means? Well, my interpretation, uh, subject to uh, changes between the uh, inter the uh, noticed rule and the final rule, would be that in securing certified uh, technology, uh, presuming I've gone to a vendor, I've uh, purchased uh technology that has been certified through whatever that process will be, which is a third rule that is supposed to be coming out in the next several weeks, 
I then do a risk assessment of that technology against my policy, my privacy and my security uh, activities that I should have been doing under HIPAA. Uh, if you recall, the HIPAA security rule really uh, requires that an ongoing or periodic uh, security analysis or risk assessment be done in an organization. So in bringing in this new technology or an improved version of the technology, an organization really has to then look at how that fits into the risk assessment and the other work that's being done, which gets back to the question of whether, uh, especially in smaller organizations or in uh, in physician practices, the expertise is there to do that. A recent HIMSS survey showed most hospitals spend less than 3% of their IT budget on data security. Do you think hospitals in general will be spending more on data security in the years ahead as they automate more clinical information? Well, I think they'll want to. Hospitals uh, are spending uh, a smaller percentage of dollars on their entire health information and and technology systems than comparable uh, organizations do in other industries. So we're way far behind uh, in everything we're doing uh, with HIT. And uh, I think part of that has to do with our reimbursement system and, and some financial issues that are uh, certainly beyond the control of HIM managers and HIT managers uh, at this stage of the game. So the desire may be there, but I think it's really going to be subject to whether they have the resources. Now, that said, you know, one of the other things I think we have to watch will be uh, how these resources will be forthcoming and whether uh, with the, essentially the new market that is being set up under this incentive program, uh, some of these products become uh, more available, maybe cheaper, uh, maybe easier to use. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, maybe there'd be some shift in that direction. But uh, when you're the hospital uh, CIO or CEO or the HIM director, you've got limited dollars right now. And while you may want to uh, implement uh, security as best you can, uh, you only can do that within the resources you have. Uh, finally, HEMA represents health information managers, as you mentioned, including those who work at medical records departments at hospitals. Um, over time, do you expect health information managers eventually will be devoting more and more of their time to data privacy and security issues? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the uh, combination of uh, systems, and I think you have to underline the word systems, uh, there's really not an EHR, a, a particular software or program, it's a combination of pulling together a variety of systems that carry health information uh, that will comprise an EHR system, and so it's going to be necessary for the HIM uh, director or their team to be watching this entire enterprise of systems, and we'll be dealing with some interesting uh, potential applications of privacy policy, uh, such as sequestering some data uh, for certain under certain circumstances, replying to consumer requests for information, and so on. There's just going to be a variety of these uh, pieces. And then uh, potentially uh, not too far down the pike, we're going to have a whole issue of authentication uh, as individuals begin to request uh 
copies of records or parts of their records. They want them electronically. Uh, we're going to have a variety of authentication activities are going to have to occur. So some of uh, what we may have done easier on paper to some degree is going to get a little harder uh, until the industry can shift into a fully uh, electronic uh, perspective and we bring uh, these enterprise systems together and make them uh, a smooth, homogenous uh, system. And right now that's not there. On top of that, we'll have the health information exchange component which also is going to be uh, both providing and requesting information in and out of an organization. And so there's also going to be a need there for security. Uh, and beyond security, beyond the protection of the information, we also have to remember that security includes data integrity. And one of our real concerns is uh, in this movement of data in this collection, uh, storage, uh, release of information uh, in moving data from the primary source of the health record to various secondary uh, uses that the data integrity is maintained. And that's going to be a significant role uh, for health information managers. Well, thanks very much, Dan. We've been talking with Dan Rohde, Vice President of the American Health Information Management Association. This is Howard Anderson at Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.